0: good evening we're looking at the gemara in psochem taf hama hey Aleph. the gemara that we're going to be learning about today is a interesting side of the story of bringing the karm pesach which is not usually discussed because actually that's the halacha doesn't follow this opinion so it was new for me to learn it and i think it'd be quite interesting to follow it <coughs> we're going to be learning about an opinion that of Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi holds that before they cleaned up, after all the carbon, carbonists were meshachted and brought on the mezbeach, they would take a cup of blood from all of the blood that's on the floor and throw that on the mezbeach. And we're gonna discuss the pros and cons, why the bihuda is for it, why Chachamim do not go for it, and a proof that rabbi brings to support his opinion and how Chachamim disproved that. And on the way, we're gonna to touch quite a few interesting topics, on various areas of halacha as we go along. So let's look at the Gemara. It's about a third from the bottom of the page. The line ends with the word Rebbe. We have a quote from the Mishnah, Rebbe Yehuda, O'ymer, Kois, Hoyam, Emale, And this is a quote from, from the Mishnah, as we just said, that Rebbe Yehuda holds, they would fill up a cup of blood from the mixture of all of the various bloods that are on the floor, and take that and pour on the as so we're going to have a bright uh, which discusses this a little bit more in detail. Tanya He would fill up a cup from the blood which is all mixed together. Why would he do that? Then in case the blood of any of the carboners was spilt and he never managed to make it to the mesbeach, this will now uh, justify, qualify that carbon because the blood went to the misbeh. Otherwise, it would all been missed. So in other words, if you're just suggesting this is like a backup to make sure that all of the blood has gone to Mesmer, this one cup, which might have in it, uh, drops from any other one, that's gonna help. Now, bef- one question is whether this cup uh, has in it the blood from the other animals and whether that blood is of any value. But before that we have a different issue. The blood that goes in the Mizbeach, it's not just blood that comes out of the animal. There's this there are some stages beforehand. The main thing is the blood needs to be first received in a vessel, in a cali, and only then can it be brought in the Mizbeach. If this blood was if this animal was shafted and the blood went straight into the floor and was not first caught in a cup, then Thebuhood doesn't help anything because the blood was never caught in a cup as it came out of the animal, and therefore the blood is possible on that count, not just on the fact that it did not reach the Mizbeach. That's Mora's first challenge The blood was never uh, was never received in a vessel, and therefore the blood on that ground on those grounds is disqualified. The Gemara says, hold it. Who says the blood was never received in a vessel? M'noi how do you know that it was never received in a, in a vessel? or rather, this is the way the question should be posed. This is what the Chacham are challenging the Yehuda. Shema perhaps the blood wasn't received in a vessel, and therefore the Karman was disqualified on those grounds. So this is the challenge that Chacham posed to the Yehuda about this idea of gathering a cup. And program based. respond. I'm only suggesting this idea for the case where the blood was already received in a vessel, and then we'll see soon that the blood spilt or got poured from the vessel onto the floor. But at least the initial stage was done correctly, that the blood was absorbed, was received in a vessel. Like the Gemara, why is Abiyahuddin so convinced that the blood was received in a vessel? From where does he know that the blood was received correctly? And for the Gemara, the Koyanim is the reasoning. confidence in the koyanim because we know that the Koyanim are reliable. They're there for their job. They're quick. They're reliable. They do the job properly. And therefore, certainly, they received the blood in a vessel as it's supposed to be done. Like the Gemara, well, if they do a good job, then why is the blood on the floor? my If they're quick, why has the blood spilled? By way of their swiftness, as Rashi says they're, they're rushing to pour it and to bring the, mesbe, the carbon on the Mesbeach, as a result of that, some of it gets spilled. Okay, so, so far, we had Eberhud's idea that we take a cup of the blood of the mixture on the floor, pour that in the metzbeach. Chachamem respond, challenging that by saying, the blood needs to be received in a vessel. And we say, Eberhud is saying, I'm talking about it's going to help for those where the blood was received in a vessel, and I'm assuming that the blood was indeed received in a vessel, only afterwards it's spilt because of the the rush of the kayadim. Well, actually, we have now another problem when a carbon is shechted, there are various types of blood which come out of the animal. There is what's known as damha nefesh, the blood which that is the soul of the animal, that is the life of the animal. And then there is what's called the damha tamtis, the extra blood, the blood that gets squeezed out, the blood that's left over after the main blood goes out, the damha nefesh. And as far as the carbon, the main thing is, Dam ha-nefesh is the, the, the first gush of blood, which that is what the, where the soul is, where the life is. That is the main blood that is relevant for carbon. And we're going to soon see that even in halacha today, that there's a difference between the two types of blood. According to some opinions, the fact that we're not allowed to eat blood t- today, and that's why we kasher all of it, that we salt all of the meat. The issum in Hatoira is only on the dam ha which is the first gosh of blood. The rest of it, if I'm not mistaken, is only asimid awesome or at least according to some opinions, it's only asimid awesome So this is the challenge that Chachatman pose now, to that the blood which you're collecting is not necessarily dam ha not necessarily the main blood. And let's read this inside, about eight lines from the bottom, seven lines from the bottom, of dam ha the other blood, which is on the, the rest of the body, not the core blood of the, the life blood, is mixed in together with this cup. And therefore, what's it going to help bring this blood on the Mesveach? You're going to say there's a little bit of the main blood inside, but that's a tiny minority. And therefore, we have the rule in halacha that if you have a minority, is bottle, It's nullified. And therefore, it's worthless. So what is it going to help? The fact you might have one drop of the main blood when the majority of the blood is be blood which is not valid for the mezbah. So we're going to have two responses for that. The first response is going to be that to Rabbi Yehuda, the dam hatamsis, the rest of the blood is also valid for a karma. And the other answer we're going to say is that according to even if we're going to hold that you need to have the real blood, you need to have the, the life blood, but he holds that one blood will not be muvatal, will not cancel out the other blood. And therefore, although there's only a drop of the correct blood, that it's, still, it's still valid because it's not been nullified by the rest. Let's look at this all inside. We asked the question, of am or that the other blood is mixed into it. And for the Gemara, the first answer the that the other blood is good quality blood. Good blood for as far as bringing the Mazveh. Titany we learned in the braise. When it comes to sorry, if you correct what I said earlier, according to the Tanakama, when it comes to eating blood the lifeblood, if someone eats from the lifeblood of an animal, then the person would be chayav of If, however, he eats from the rest of the blood, then the only problem will be, they'll be forbidden, it's awesome in a Torah, but there's no chay of The chay of only applies to the lifeblood. If Yehuda holds, then no, the rest of the blood has the same halacha as the lifeblood. That is the quote that we just read as we did again, the Tanya Dam Hatam Tis the rest of the blood. Bazharah, there's only a warning that we're not allowed to eat it. But no, you won't be Chayef Qadis. Yehuda, the you are even on that blood as well. So that should answer our question, that according to Rabbi Yehuda, the blood which is in the azara is not, it's true, it's not necessarily from the life blood. But Rabbi Yehuda holds you don't need the lifeblood. And the rest of the blood is also just as valid. The Gemara is not yet satisfied with that answer, because there is an opinion that Rabbi Yehuda only says this with regards to the prohibition the Issa of eating blood, but when it comes to the atonement, the Kapoda on the Mizbeach, requires the life blood to be born in the Mizbeach and not the rest of the blood. Let's read that inside the challenge inside two lines from the end of the page. Rebbe Yehuda, although he holds that all blood is a achiyukaris, but with regards to atonement, he holds that you need to have the life blood, the dama nefesh. ki adam nefesh That the blood is in the soul. That is the blood which will." atones. We're turning over the page. Blood that the soul goes out with it, that is what atones. But blood that the soul does not go out with it does not atone. And therefore, even a beholder who holds that the rest of the blood will have the same thing as the lifeblood when it comes to the regular prohibition. When it comes to the carbon, he agrees that you need to have the lifeblood. And therefore, in this case of the carbon Pesach, the blood which is on the floor in the azana is not necessarily the life, but you have a lot of the other blood which is all mixed into it. And therefore, the question remains how does Rebbe Yehuda, well, what is Rebbe Yehuda going to gain by taking a cup of all of this mixture and bringing on the Mizveyah when most of their blood is useless? This brings us to the second answer, according to Rebbe Yehuda his opinion, that blood does not cancel out other blood. And therefore, although there is, in this cup, there is blood which does not qualify, but because the because what's blocking, should we say, what's mixed into the valid blood is other types of blood, and what one does not cancel out the other, and therefore, we still have the valid blood included in this cup. So far, we've seen Rabbi Huda's opinion and the reason for it. So just to summarize, Rabbi Huda says we'll take a cup of the mixture of the blood which is all mixed together and we'll bring down the mezbeh Like that way we'll be sure that in case any, any blood of the carbon or any carbon had its blood missed because it was received in a vessel but then it spilled on the floor before it was thrown to the mezbeh through Rabbi Huda's solution that Carbon will be addressed. Will be helped. Now the Gemara is going to bring a proof that Abiyudah uses to support his opinion, and we're going to have an interesting discussion following that. Tanya, okay. in the third line of the Gemara, Tanya, we learned in a brayse. to Chamas and the following: according to you that you, dis- that you disagree with me, and you don't agree that the that the a cup should be taken from the from the from the mixture. According to you, Why would they block off the uh, the drain of the azara? We learned earlier that the way they would clean the azara is they would block off the there was a, a drain, there was a stream that would go to the Azara, they would block off the edge, so the they would block off the outlet. So therefore the water starts piling high. And apparently, it's not just at the cleaning stage that they would do that, but early on in the process, early on in the day. And if Yudha says, why would they block off the edge? Why would they block off the outlet, sorry? In order that all of the blood should be here. Specifically for the solution that I'm saying. Otherwise, what's the point of blocking it all off? Why would they block off the outlet? And here's a very interesting answer. At first, I thought it was the one was being uh, was it was being rhetorical, but actually, it's uh, saying as a statement. Omro loy chacham responds Rabbi Yehuda It is a praise for the koyanim that they should walk in blood until their knees. Now, I couldn't understand why is that a praise. So I looked in some other um, farshu. It's one of the other um, collection uh, that, that they couldn't explain the Gemara. And they quoted that it's a sign of, first of all, it's showing about the Eden, how many carbonas are being brought. The amount of blood is there. It's showing how many carbonas are brought, how many Eden are, are careful to bring the Mitzvah. That's an interesting explanation, but doesn't explain why we're specifically referring to the Krayon. Just say that's a general phrase for the Eden. The other one suggests that it's a praise for the kohenim, the fact that they are ready to walk in this in knee-deep blood, and it doesn't disgust them, doesn't put them off, because it's part of a mitzvah. Whatever the case is, Chachamim are saying it would be blocked off, and this is the way they would be walking. But we have a bit of an issue with an azara, which is knee-deep in blood. We have some halacha problems with that. Let's go through them. Frag the Gemara, first question. The first problem is, that we know the Kohenim need to walk directly on the floor of the Azar with nothing, no chatzits, with nothing interfering, getting in the way between them and the floor. They're not allowed to wear shoes, they're not allowed to wear socks, they're not allowed to stand on anything other than the floor to the extent that if the floor gets loose, they're not allowed to stand on it. And if they do, possibly the carpet is possible. So how can they be standing here in the blood, which that gets in the way between them and the floor? And for the Gemara, lahu because it's it's uh, moist, it's it's a liquid. Therefore, that does not count as a chitzit. we learned in a brayse, hadam v'hadjoi v'hacholav v'hadvarsh, blood, ink, milk. I'm not sure it's milk or fat, but I think it's milk and honey if they are dry then they serve as a hatita they they get in the way however if they are in liquid form then they do not get in the way they do not constitute a chatzitza. okay so we've overcome that hurdle that the blood is not a hatita but we have an issue that clothes are going to get dirty Their like the clothes are going to get dirty from the blood What's wrong with that? Again it's a halakha. Uh we don't know how Hoyo of mutushtashin. If his clothes were mutushtashi, what is mutushtash? We we'll look in your ashi. How does your ashi explain it? I don't see it here, so somewhere else, that the fact that it's dirty somehow fits the word But other than his service with a clothes in that situation, Amidasib his service is disqualified. So, therefore, how is he going to serve with dirty clothes? Back to If you going to say the middle, they will pick up their clothes. So they'll raise their trousers that so they shouldn't get dirty in the blood. But that also isn't valid. We say every morning in uh, before in Karbanus, before the Korbanas, saying the, the the parashat of Turmah that the current should wear midoy vad, his clothes of linen, and we learn from there, midoi k'midasi, the wording of midoy is to say that it should be to his measure. yesar it should be longer, or should be smaller. What do we learn from there? That he should not be picking it up, it needs to be straight, uh, hanging, and not, and not, um, not scrunched or, or uh. and therefore the question is how can they walk in the blood which you're saying is a praise for them it's going to get that clothes dirty and it's because it that which that is a problem they also can't pick up the clothes which would be another problem and for the Gemara you know we have a solution bahuy lochas the when would they walk in the knee deep of blood when they were bringing the limbs of the animal to the ramp of the mesbeach, which is that part is not a part of the avoider and therefore they're allowed to do it in a manner which is disqualified. Therefore they could walk either with dirty clothes or with raising their clothes. The loy bringing the limbs to the uh, to the ramp is not part of the avoider. Mid from the fact that that role requires requires a kohen, only a kohen is allowed to bring the limbs of the animal to the mizbeach. So that obviously tells us that that isn't a part of the service. Tatanim the we says in the Braye, uh, we we seen the pasuk where he kohen as ha the kohen should bring everything close to the mizbeach. This is referring to bringing the limbs to the ramp. Well, if that is part of the Avodah, that needs to be done with a coin, that needs to be done with the proper clothes, then when could they walk in the knee deep of blood? Therefore, we're going to see perhaps another option. When would they walk in the knee deep of blood? When they're bringing the wood. Which is supposed to go into the fire, onto the Mizbeyah, which that certainly is not an avoider. Or that we're going to conclude is not an avoider. Okay, so we found a situation when the Koinim are allowed to do something meaningful in the Azara, which is not considered avoided, and therefore they're allowed to walk with clothes that are either raised or dirty, dirty with blood. what do they do when they do need to do available? They will need to bring the blood from the Mesbeh, they'll need to bring the the limbs from Mesbehr. If the bazaar is knee deep in blood, how are they going to do whatever they need to do without becoming disqualified? And Fedigamara oh Fred. For when it comes to bringing the limbs to the ramp and bring the blood, how are they going to go then? They had some sort of stands which were set up over there, which they are like a floor. They serve the place of a floor, and the Kohenim would walk on those. So the floor of the, of the Azara was knee deep high in blood, but there were all different stands. Around, uh, on the path which the crane would walk on those jumping above the the streams of blood which were on the floor of the Hazara. Okay, so we've finished this discussion where we've seen first of all Rabbi Huda's opinion that they would collect a blood of the mixture and bring down to the Mizbeach. We've discussed the challenges to the idea. We've discussed the proof that Rabbi Huda brings about the reason that that the outlet was blocked, and we discussed the, the response of the Chachamim, which say that that doesn't really count, and that it was blocked for a different reason. We almost finished the deck for so another two points. The Mishnah had continued and said that they would hang the animal, skin the animal, take out the insides, and put the parts that need to go in the Mizbeach, that put it into a pot to bring onto the Mizbeach. Let's be the inside. They tore it up. They took out the, uh, the parts that needed to go to the Mesbeach. They put it into a container to sacrifice it onto the Mesbeach. The one who is stripping the animal and put it, taking the parts out, putting it into the container they would actually bring it on the Mizbeach. Why not? The people who were stripping the animal and taking out the various parts, those are the owners of the animal, those who bring the carbon, and that's the Yisrael. And the Yisrael cannot bring anything on the Mizbeach. So how can we say that they would bring the various parts to the Mizbeach? Let us say slightly different, let us say not that they themselves would bring it to the mizbeach, but they would prepare it. That they would, in order to bring it onto the mizbeach, they would prepare it to the bowl for the kohenim to actually bring it. In order to, like this, we save time that the kohenim don't need to do all the skinning. And in general, the kohenim don't need to do the skinning, and the Israel would do that that role, allowing the kohenim to do the actual sacrificing. There's another way of learning this question and answer, that we're not questioning about the person who is skinning it, and when we had thought that he would be bringing on the mezbeach, which that would be a problem, but rather with looking at the bowl. It says you'd bring it, put it, the various parts into a bowl to bring on as mezbeach, and when bringing on the mezbeach, you don't put it in a bowl, you don't sacrifice it when it's in a bowl. And for that we answer that they put it in a bowl in order that they should then be taken by the right person in the right manner to be brought on the Mizbeach. And the bowl is just a temporary stage until someone else will take it further. We're ready for the final piece. And this describes when the whole procedure is finished, everyone leaves the Azara. And we say that the three groups, one at a time, each one leaves. The first group leaves, each one, how they carry the Karm Pesach home. They have an animal which has been cut to pieces. What do they do? They skin the animals. They take the, the meat, whatever's left that they need to take home. They put it into the skin of the animal and would throw it over his back. So like you're carrying a sack over your back. That's where they, the way they would carry the Karm Pesach home. The village comments about this. What does that mean? That is the manner of uh, of Arab businessmen. And that's the way they would, a tradesman, and that's the way they would carry their their goods in a bag thrown over the shoulder. And the message over here is that we have our dedication to the carbon and we're ready to schlep it home the way a, a a tradesman carries his goods, and that's showing that the value and the preciousness that we have for our carbon. And with this, we finish the pedek hadran aloch We'll come back to you the pedek which has described the carbon the procedure of bringing the korban pesach. And will I guess, in the next tomorrow or whenever the next show will happen, we'll look at start looking at the next pedek.